Hey guys, it's time to talk about Evangelion. Finally, the silver-haired boy is here. Everybody rejoice. Nah, no, there's no rejoicing. The episode starts out with more sadness. What we find out, the audience finds out that Asuka witnessed her mom's suicide. Well, not necessarily the suicide, but she found her body. Which, Jesus, that must be for like a young, young girl. She's like, what, five, six in that scene? It changes her rest of her life. This seems like another memory that Asuka repressed that's coming back to the surface because of the situation she went through. I guess the death of Kaji helps bring that to the surface as well because she finally finds out that Kaji's dead. The way she deals with it is to more awful memories come bubbling to the surface for her and she just kind of bolts. She pulls a Shinji and she just leaves. Protective Services finds her, they say like four fucking weeks later, in some stagnant water in a bathtub in some ruins. And her, her cheeks are all sunken in and they're like, something needs to give with Asuka. They look like they put her in a nerve hospital, which is good because finally somebody's taking her issues into account. Even Masato's like, fuck. And then the fifth child comes today. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, if Kaoru shows up today, gets her Ava, sinks better than anybody's ever seen, and Asuka knows about it, I don't know what's gonna happen to Asuka. She's already had a breakdown. We do not need her knowing this information. And luckily, it looks like they don't tell her that information. The timing is suspicious. And it's like, yeah, well, I mean, usually the angels showing up in general's timing is suspicious. And Kaoru is an angel. So, like, his, his showing up when he did, it's just that's just par for the course, really. Ding, 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 angels here. Uh, remember how I was like, before, there's a halo and there's some wings? There it is. You put Kaoru in the mix and you have a complete angel or our vision of one anyway. Like I said, usually it's a grotesque bunch of eyes inside of a ring with a book around it maybe. We don't know Kaoru's an angel at the beginning of the episode though. Shinji is laying in bed looking at the ceiling like he usually does and he's thinking about the connection between Rei and his mom. And I'm like, please Shinji, put two and two together. He, I understand why he doesn't. Like he doesn't remember what his mother looks like, right? Like he was about six, seven when his mom died or was disappeared. It's understandable for him to not know the connection between Ray and his mom I mean we don't really not yet and usually when I'm doing these by the way I'm being coy and I'm like oh I wonder what's happening I know what's happening <laughs> I just don't want to like ruin the experience for you guys but Shinji there's a connection between Ray and his mom that he's not getting and it's understandable because he doesn't have that information there's a lot of mom mother references and stuff like that in the show like when Shinji's in the Ava they're like the Asuka mentions like oh does it feel like you're in a in your mother's womb or something like why would she say that I don't know but she did the the writing of this show like makes Shinji seem stupid because of all the stuff that they throw at him about this. But why would he know that? Like he doesn't he hasn't seen Evangelion. Then, then we see uh, Ray's Ava get pregnant. The Avas have umbilical uh, cables that connect them to the power source. All that stuff. There's a lot of maternal references in this show where this is the line where i think hadekiano slaps the viewers in the face with it when shinji looks at ray and goes you ring out that washcloth like a mom <laughs> who the fuck has ever said that about anyone ever at any point it's such a weird line it's such a weird choice even though i'm watching the director's cut i'm like that's something you could have removed <laughs> i think they removed an episode where they go to a like animal wildlife conservation thing field trip or something and kaji like tells shinji that homosexuality is a thing that exists <laughs> that episode was was cut right but no you left in the the goddamn dialogue where she rings the cloth out like a mom <laughs> anyway yeah shinji please put two and two together it's driving us crazy it's actually driving us all insane i wonder like what first time viewers of this show think at this point about this particular scene 
Kataragi is stuck in what looks like a room being interrogated by whoever and whatever at any point. They just show up in like what I'm assuming is a hologram situation and they interrogate her and they ask her questions. First up is Gendo. He's like, why did you destroy the dummy system? Kataragi there is like, I didn't destroy the fucking dummy system. I destroyed Rei because you're obsessed. You have a fucking problem. And she also admits that, yeah, she's sleeping with Gendo. It's something we learned from this scene. And it's like, damn, man, she really is like trying to be the replacement for her mother. Because her mother said when she was strangling that little girl, I'm replaceable too. Everybody in this show has hardcore emotional baggage, uh, including Gendo. But I only feel bad for everybody but Gendo. It's like that meme, like, I feel bad, not you, for everyone in this cast. Katsuragi, like, is jealous, plain and simple, of Rei and his, like, weird obsession with Rei. Love plays a very powerful part of this show. And of this episode, actually, which is why I chose to not watch the Netflix version of it, because I, would just, I, I did go back and watch the Netflix version of it. But this is why I'm not watching that dub to do this. This is why I'm watching the director's cut, because I cannot. I got so mad about that, like taking away Karu's like identity like that just pissed me off so goddamn much. But like a dumbass, I went and gave them the ratings anyway, I guess, because I did. Def- I definitely scrubbed through looking for certain scenes to see how this changed like and there's a lot that has changed for no real reason like the way they pronounce certain words like gehirn they pronounce with the german inflection because it's a german word i get it same thing with nerve which is why they say it like that but it's just nerve just say it the way it's supposed to be said oh god especially when it's like a character's entire character i got real mad and i decided to only watch this version katsuragi says that even gendo's dick doesn't make her happy anymore which i'm probably sure it didn't make her happy in the first place she didn't seem like a very like sexual person it's this show is about the hedgehog's dilemma and about the need to be close to someone but she did say she's not happy anymore which means it must have made her happy at some point she also mentions that her cat died uh, uh here in this scene she's like, oh my grandma told me my cat died and i didn't get to see it for a while but you know now i won't ever get to see it again and if you're following the train of thought that some people are going on that she's talking about kaji that's a bummer because pro- she was probably in love with him too maybe she felt like she could be a replacement not just for her mom but for Misato too, in a variety of ways. She did date Kaji for a little bit, took over missions sometimes. Like, look, I'm gonna have to strip you of the control of this mission. She tried to replace her at that point too. Kataragi is a really complex character. I love all these fucking complex characters that we got in this show. Everybody is deep and multidimensional. Everyone has to finally move away because the Last Angel attack wrecked everything. All of people that Shinji went to school with and the school in general, that shit's all done. When we see Asuka in the ruins earlier, that's a ruin. Those were recent ruins. Then we see even Masato talking to Pen Pen at one point during the episode where she has said, says she has to give him up so he can live with another family because shit's getting too dangerous. Shinji's friends, and I'm assuming Kaji's sister as well. So now Shinji's even more lonely. This poor lonely kid who the whole story is about him being lonely is like 10 times more lonely. And fucking Asuka is in the hospital unable to really talk to people. Ray 3 exists but doesn't. She's not his Ray. She's not the Ray he knew he's alone completely and like even trying to talk to misato is not something he's trying to do that time misato tried to comfort him he jerked away from her so and like my me and my husband talked about that scene and it's like yeah maybe it is a sexual thing but it's like look okay hadekiano told me to interpret the scriptures as i will and i just feel real uncomfortable with the actual truth shinji's thinking about his loneliness on the beach and i guess it's more of a beach now it wasn't a beach before it is now because there's lots of ruins in it and sitting on top of a statue of an angel literally is kaoru and he's singing oh fortuna because that motherfucker 
is nothing but on the nose. He makes sure you understand all the symbolism up front. He dressed very clean, very straight laced. He has white hair. He's sitting on top of an angel statue. He's singing Oh Fortuna. He's looking down. He looks down at Shinji a lot. Not out of like arrogance, but like literally his station is the way they position him in scenes is that he's above Shinji somehow. As soon as he meets him, Shinji, you know nothing. <laughs> and then another Game of Thrones uh, thing that happens is Shinji is Kaoru's last name translates of the sea to of the seashore. So Kaoru of the seashore. And it's funny it translates that way because in Game of Thrones, bastards are usually given names of where they're from, not necessarily what their last name was. Kaoru was born of the seashore. Kaoru wasn't born the same way that you and I are. Also, this scene of Kaoru and Shinji on the beach is a direct parallel to a scene in Devilman. It has to be on purpose, I swear. It has to be on purpose. I'll try to find that post or whatever. Kaoru is Satan here in this case. So let's 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 think about it. Why is it Devilman, right? So Kaoru is literally a divine being who falls in love with a black-haired, normal, everyday, you know, the black-haired protagonist, and he's given immense power by the divine itself. And that divine power is being used against the divine antagonist. See, and I don't want to spoil Devil Man, so I'm not going to. Let's just say that this is very much like it, and leave it at that. <laughs> so definitely go and check out Devil Man. It's on Netflix, a very short show. You can just binge that shit real quick and then come back and watch Evangelion again. As soon as Shinji meets Kaoru, he's like, he tries to refer to him as his, his last name. Which is, again, in the Netflix dub, because I, I, I watched both of them because I'm a sadist. In the Netflix dub, he doesn't say that. He's just like, what should I call you? And he's like, just call me Kaoru. Okay, so you've taken away some of the, of the power here. In Japan, calling somebody by their first name and being informal like that... You have to be in an incredibly close relationship. You have to be close friends or grown up together or a parent or something. You usually call people by their last names unless they give you permission to take that step past that intimacy threshold into something more. So in the in the ADV dub, there, he says like he calls him his last name and Kaoru corrects him and is like, no, call me Kaoru. And then he calls him Mr. Ikari. No, we're friends. You could call me Kaoru. That's something that's important. And they kind of botched that in the Netflix dub. So people saying like, oh, it's a direct Japanese translation. Well, they botched the first part. So what makes you think that they're not going to botch the second part? It's botched. This, this, is, this show's dub is a chop job. His background is classified. Much like Ray's. That's fucking weird. So she goes and she talks to Katsuragi about it. Katsuragi, what the fuck's up with Kaoru? She's another person who talks to her in this dark nerve room. I don't know if this is a prison cell or just an interrogation room, but the fucking nerve backdrop is behind her. So, like, it doesn't look like a prison cell. It looks like she... And she's sitting in a chair. This looks like an interrogation. How long she's in this room being interrogated? Who knows? Is it a cell with a special with special interrogation properties? I don't know, maybe. Ritsuko pretty much says, like, oh, yeah, he's probably the last angel. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. And, but there's nothing they can do about it because, well, he was sent to us by Sele. Maybe he can help us stop the angels. Fight fire with fire. Fight fire with more potent fire. They put him inside of the Ava to see if he'd sink. He sinks like a fucking dream. Like, it's child's play to him. So they're like, shit, he sinks real well. So I guess he, I guess he can do the goddamn job. Who, who am I to stop him from doing what he was put on this earth to do? Shinji doesn't go home. Shinji stuck around. He comes up and he's like, oh shit, um, I usually take a shower after, before I go home. 
but I'm kind of loitering because I don't really want to go home. So Kaoru's like, hey, take a shower with me or take a take a bath with me rather. And it's like, guys do that all the time in Japan together, right? So Shinji goes down and has this bath with uh, Kaoru and Kaoru and him have a conversation where Kaoru pretty much soups him up. Like Kaoru tells him things he's never heard in his whole life. Like you're more important than you think you are. Remember the different angels, all, all three of these angels that have just appeared have something in common. Understand humans. He likes him before he understands he likes him. Because he's blushing at him all episode as hard as he can. He doesn't blush like that for anybody. When Asuka kisses him, he doesn't blush like that. Also, yeah, Sh- Kaoru holds hands with Shinji. Shinji is not used to this level of intimacy. Like, holy shit, is somebody holding my hand? What the fuck? He's like, oh yeah, they turned everything off on us. Curfew. You can sleep with me. He also stands up. Remember, I was like, he's above Shinji all the time. Uh, not in his own head. He doesn't think he's above Shinji, but he's literally, his station is, he's an angel. He's he's above him. In doing so, in standing up in this bath, if Shinji turns around, <laughs> he's going to get a face full of angel crotch. I'm going to put my crotch in your face and then declare that I love you. I've had worse first dates. And then that we're going to sleep together. They don't really, but Shinji sleeps on the uh, futon and Kaoru takes the bed. They have one of those chats, you know, late at night where you discuss philosophical shit. And their conversation is really cute and nice and I enjoy it. But you gotta love that he just gives Shinji, like, an impromptu therapy session where he kind of just helps him out with his issues. Like, hey man, loneliness is what happens and you guys are fragile and all this stuff. Like, that Shinji probably isn't grasping right now. And then later that night when they're laying down talking to each other, Shinji just kind of opens up to him. He's able to just express all of his feelings because every time he usually tries to express his feelings, he expressed them to Misato, who he like has a kinship with, which is why he helped take on her burden of killing all the angels to help her out. But with Kaoru, he's able to just kind of spit out more stuff to somebody his age, which he tried to do with Asuka, but she calls him stupid and Ray doesn't really listen to him at all. So, like, here's a person who's actually listening to him. It blows him away. He doesn't understand why he's saying this stuff, but it's like, when you're comfortable with somebody like that, shit just flows out of you like water. We see Gendo talking to Ava's Unit 1, and he's talking to it like it can hear him. And he also has Adam in his hand, bro. Adam isn't growing in the basement. That's Lilith growing in the basement, because Adam is still in his palm. What the fuck, Gendo? He also refers to unit one as yui and it's like you all right gendo he also says that the lance of longinus would have stopped them he has adam in his hand he threw the lance of longinus away and he's like when the last angel shows up shit's gonna get real gotta love how sele tattles on uh, gendo and also while that uh kaoru's sitting on top of uh an angel statue again as he's being uh told about what gendo did it's like gendo's trying to become god isn't that like one of the worst things you can do right mr angel you should probably go handle that shit and he's like you know what? i'm gonna go handle that shit i'm gonna go spank him thank you for telling me misato is staring at him with these amazing binoculars but i'm assuming it's like military grade binoculars because why wouldn't they give those to her and he goes and grabs unit two and is like yo let's go fucking spank gendo and just waltzes into central dogma shinji Follows suit, gets in the Ava, and uh, has to go and take care of him. And he's like, look, Kaoru's an angel. This Shinji is fucking, like, distraught by this. And he's like, again, you want me to hurt somebody that I care about with the Ava again? Fucking fine, I guess. If he's an angel, and I did tell you that I, I we have a kinship, right? I told you I would stop the angel, so here, here goes. And as he goes down, he goes, you betray me! Everybody betray me! Oh, Fortuna's playing in the background because of course it is. I feel like Oh, Fortuna is something that, like, emanates from Kaoru's body. Remember that? one angel that makes hallelujah play we don't know the extent of an angel's abilities he probably is himself a bluetooth speaker we don't know and he's like i tried to fucking understand you humans i just fucking don't i just can't i just don't get it what the fuck are you doing he finds out what the fuck they are doing later also he mentions that ray is like him we found out that ray is a clone of adam or uh, an attempt he also explains he's able to control ava too because its soul that was in it is hiding away probably because of Oscar's withdrawal the ava's soul is just like man fuck it 
And also, that's probably why he was able to sink to it so quickly and so easily. He also explains what an AT field is. He's like, hey, that's like the barrier of my soul, bro. He was able to touch Shinji and hold hands with him, even though his AT field is like, his AT field is kind of like that the humans like want to like withdraw into themselves. Because Third Impact can happen. She's like, look, blow this up before Third Impact happens. Thanks. So that we can try to contain Third Impact. But I don't think you can. I don't think one explosion is going to stop the bigger explosion. I, I think it's you're just making it so that you don't experience third impacts, but everybody else will. And uh, Gohan here says that, like, dying besides Masato is, like, a good way to go out. Or uh, That's the nicest thing anybody said to Masato in a while. After Kaji died, she probably needed to hear something like that. Also, like, not having a good time. We don't see how everything's affecting Masato, but things are affecting Masato. One of the funniest parts of this episode is Kaoru gets to Adam, or what he thinks is Adam. It's actually Lilith. And then he's like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. You guys are called the Lilin because you were born from Lilith. Oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot. This is Lilith. You guys are born from the... What the fuck? I'm a fool. Okay, remember when Lilith was hanging from the thing and it was a bunch of little legs dangling? I'm assuming that's how people happened. I get what the humans were trying to do. They were using me. I was being used. Well, I fucking never. Better die. Hey, Shinji, you mind killing me real quick? And Shinji's like, what the why? Uh, if I die, then it'd be better than if you died, because you're awesome, Shinji. This doesn't make Shinji feel better, as he has to murder this guy that told him he loved him. He doesn't for a while. He lingers with him in his hand. We see before Kaoru tells him just fucking do it. Shinji starts crying in his Ava. I guess that's what's happening the whole time. Shinji's just bawling in his Ava until he finally goes, all right, I gotta do this. He crushes him in his big old Ava hand. The scene of him just standing there holding his body for a while, they use their lack of budget to make you feel what the characters feel. They let you sit and soak in Shinji's decision for a while. And then afterwards, we just see the Ava getting holed down again, which some people are saying, oh, that's like a baptism. They, it looks like they just want to, this is hiding the shame. This is a cat burying a turd is what this feels like. The Lilith and Adam, like, explosion thing is a safety measure from the angels so that their plans don't get fucked up and humans get more powerful than they need to be. And then later on the same beach he met him, Shinji and, and Misato are talking. Misato in very clear, mil clean military terms, like, you did the right thing. He wants to die, you killed him. You did, you did great. He made his choice. Shinji straight up says, like, that's fucked up, Misato. Nobody else has told me that they loved me before. You know, he was he was a better person than me and he should have lived. He's not going to cry anymore because he can't. At the same time, you could tell he's fucking heartbroken and Misato doesn't know the whole situation she wasn't there for that bath they had she wasn't there for that time that they spent talking all night about their about their lives and issues and hopes and dreams and him telling shinji he matters and that it's okay if you feel this way that's just humans you know masato doesn't really know how to connect with shinji on that level and she still doesn't shinji straight up says nobody has told me that they love me before do you think masato takes that opportunity to tell shinji she loves him but she doesn't know how to do that the hedgehog's dilemma right her at field so yeah that was this episode it was very deep thanks for listening